Welcome to the SBS Digital Learning Hour, brought to you by the Digital Learning and Assessment Department. We're coming to you today from a home office, bringing the latest news in Springfield Public Schools in regards to technology, along with inspiring interviews from teachers who are using technology in the classroom. I'm your host, Mike Thomas, the Bearded Tech Ed Guy. You can find me out on all the socials at Bearded Tech Ed, my personal website, beardedtechedguy.com, or our district blog site on We Learn on the MySPS site. Before I get into today's exciting interview, I just have a few announcements and things I just want to bring to your attention. First of which is inside of TeachPoint, I believe everybody has been assigned some trainings. I believe it's from Safe School. It's replacing the GCN trainings that we all know and love. Now it's all going through TeachPoint with Safe Schools. I know I was signed up for the ones that I need to do. I'm sure you have been too. If you haven't, always reach out on the staff help desk to make sure that you are signed up. While you're out on my SPS, make sure that you check out any of the announcements that the district posts there. The most latest one is all about the SPS plan for hybrid return. It's a fairly lengthy article. You may want to read it yourself to make sure that you understand everything that is being asked and is being thought through. And if there's things missing, you can always bring that up to your principals or if you're a principal to your CSO and so on up. Also, I do want to note, while we do have the blog, we also have a newsletter that goes out monthly from our department called Some Tech News. You can find that out on Yammer. And we're looking at other places where we can post it so that you can have access to reading it too. We kind of go over some tips and tricks. The podcast does get mentioned there. So if you find us through that, hallelujah. Also, just some other resources for you to be using and a teacher spotlight. So now that we've got all the announcements out of the way, I'm excited to bring you today's interview with technology teacher Arturo de Brabant of Samuel Bowles Elementary. Now, he is doing a lot of great things in the classroom. We've talked many times in the past, and I'm excited to be able to bring you this interview. Sure, sure. Well, it's great to be here, Mike. And thank you for extending the invitation. My name is Arturo de Bourbon. I'm the technology, instructional technology teacher at Samuel Bowles Elementary here in Springfield. I've been teaching, I'm a career changer. So I've been teaching for about mm, four or five years. I started my teaching in another state, in Connecticut, and progressed over here to um, Massachusetts. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm relatively a new teacher. I do have a, you know, experience in other careers that I kind of bring with me in my in 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 my integration of my my teaching techniques. Awesome. So, what were those other careers? Were you like a chef, or did you have a fun career like flying a plane, or? Oh, I wish. I wish. Well, um, I started my career as an actor. Uh, since I was young, um, I think I started acting because I'm originally, I'm from New York City. So I started about, my, I must have been seven or eight years old, you know, and I would do uh, like kind of Broadway, off-Broadway stuff, um, commercials, things like things like that. That is definitely a skill I bring with me in my in my teaching, absolutely. We do the broadcast, we're, we're engaging, I bring it into my physical classrooms in in. in every technique that I could possibly come up with to make sure they're engaged and they're learning and they're ready 
for the real world when they get out there, that they're competitive. That's how I see my teaching. So yeah, so I was an actor and then I, you know, I was a business owner. Also, I had a consulting firm in the city uh, for a while. And after some uh, life altering experiences, I decided to uh, move to Connecticut because uh, I have friends there and uh, I started a new career. So I went back to school and uh, yeah, and uh, I started in, 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 uh, in Hartford. I worked there and then I progressed over here. So, um, and um, I love it. I love it. I, you know, in a lot of ways, I tell myself that I should have, I should have started teaching really early on, Mm -hmm. you know, but uh, the thing is, it just wasn't in the cards for me. And I didn't really discover what my passion was um, until I, um, you know, until I, uh, I was a little bit older. Yeah. And that's actually even a great message for students too, because I know, especially when they get older and they start to get into high school, a lot of counselors are like, so what do you want to do with your life? I remember having those talks and for me, it was very difficult, but even hearing stories like that, because I started teaching um, right out of school. So like I went from high school, took a little time off, went to school for education, then started teaching. So for you having that background, I think really also helps the students see that you're not locked into just one thing. Because I imagine when you were younger, you were probably like, I'm going to be the next this or that on Broadway, or I'm going to be in all these movies. And as you progress, you learn that maybe that wasn't necessarily your passion. So that's really cool to hear. Oh, no, for sure. And in fact, those are conversations I still I have with my kids, even though we're in elementary. You know, my, my motto is don't worry about making money. Money will just come. Find something you love. Make that your career you know and this is something i go on and on and on about uh during class because as a teacher um not just a technology teacher but just a teacher in general i feel that my role um is to make them competitive when they go on to the real world to make sure that they have a shot right Mm -hmm. um also my focus is also in making sure we develop the critical thinking problem solving skills and communication skills because those are skills that will, like I tell them, this will serve you for the rest of your life. I'm still developing these skills and will continue to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that we talk about, even with the smaller kids. Um, you know, we do. I do a lot of videos in my class, um, a lot of communication. I have a little secret that I want to admit to you that I haven't told too many people. And that secret is that the reason I got into acting uh, wasn't necessarily because I wanted to become this famous um, movie star or anything like that is because I had a speech impediment. Um, I had a stutter, but I also, uh, when I would get upset, um, I couldn't get my words out. And um, I remember in school, the school I was in, they got me into theater and acting to help me overcome that, which it's never fully overcome. And like I tell my students and teachers, sometimes it pops out, um, either when doing high emotion, um, but um, you know, I developed strategies to try to control it. So, um, and so this is something I tell students, uh, uh, not to have them be sympathetic to me, but because I want them to be aware that if I did it, they could do it as well, you know? Uh, Cause a lot of them feel uncomfortable at first. So I have to coach them when they're, for example, when we're doing the morning broadcast, the Flipgrid and all that. So, and, you know, they're just great kids, you know, and I, and I want them to be able to know that I could relate to them at that level, you know, so. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's get into talking about some of the stuff you're doing. So pre-COVID, when we're in the classroom, you're mentioning morning broadcast. So at Sammy Bowles, did you guys have a little studio set up or is it 
your classroom with a green screen? Actually, yes. No, it was my class, but we tried different approaches. Um, and I do want to thank, um, I want to give a little shout out to Mr. Dodi, our school principal, because I brought this to his attention and he made it happen. Uh, he made sure that um, we got the resources that we needed. Um, he, and he's been a big supporter of our technology initiative in the school. Um, but yeah, we started with um, trying to find a room. Our school, as you know, is small. So we didn't have a lot of extra room. So I eventually ended up moving the studio onto my classroom. So I set up a little green screen, I set up a camera, um, and we would do the morning broadcast every single day. Um, and I had two students, I would rotate them, they were my producers, so they got to learn the um, front and behind the camera thing, which was a great education, a part of the curriculum. And then, um, yeah, and I would have little kids come in and be my co-announcer with me. You know, I would do it with them to make them feel comfortable. And um, yeah, so that was something that um, um, all the kids loved, uh, the teachers loved. Um, and it was a great get started in the morning. I tried to keep it very positive, very uplifting, almost like a, a pepperoni to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to get them ready for the day, so. That's awesome. So when March happened, and April and all of that, that clearly had to stop in the way that you were doing it. Um, sure. Did you figure out a way to actually continue doing it? Like once we kind of got school back rolling again? Yeah, um, we, I tried different, uh, I tried different uh, techniques to try to keep it going. So I did find uh, Flipgrid kind of fit our needs. And so uh, that's what we're using now. We're using Flipgrid. Um, we do I'm kind of the announcer, so I integrate videos announcing the students that are coming up or the teachers or the parents, because we integrate parents also into our broadcast. Yeah, and I try to make it fun. I try to make it uplifting. We added a lot of neat segments. Like I added one called, we were try, I was trying to find a way with the SPED teachers and the Lynx kids, how they could do it because they, you know, they're not able to record. Mm -hmm. So what I came up with is what we're doing now. I, I recorded a Zoom meeting with all the squares and I got to introduce them. And that's something that I was able to upload into Flipgrid as one of the segments that we do. Um, we also do uh, Today in Tech History, which is another educational thing that I love to do where we introduce you know, technological advances that originate both in the US and around the globe. Um, we do teacher spotlight. We do the corny joke. Uh, that's something that the kids absolutely <laughs> love. So sometimes I get like 10 kids submitting for that. So we do the corny joke. Yeah. And we're constantly finding new ways to integrate new material because for this, it's a little bit different when we used to do it every day, because um, this is a way for them to feel involved, still part of a community, right? Mm -hmm. um, while still developing those important skills and still learning and enjoying it, you know, and they get excited when they see themselves on camera when I play it. Um, it's a little bit more work because as you know, we have, I have to plan for it. Uh, for the whole previous week uh, in preparation for the following week, but it's well worth it. You know, we, I do it with love and, um, and it's a team effort. Everyone contributes to it. Um, everyone's on board. So. That's awesome that you found a way to use Flipgrid. So I imagine you solicit out the questions ahead of time, students send in their responses, parents send in their responses, all that. And then you take time to edit it together or yes. do you kind of do like a live broadcast so what I do is I edit everything together. So what I do is I include 
my classroom. So one of the one of their homework assignments is always to record two videos. Now I do that not just to have backup for the broadcast, but I do that to help them. This is all part of developing their uh, communication skills, problem solving skills, and all of that. Um, and so I do that. And then what I do is um, uh, we have segments. So I have like links for introduction. That's the student that introduces the day. Uh, and then we have. Um, um, a corny joke. Uh, then we have um, the pledge. Oh no! After the introduction, we do the pledge. Then we do corny joke. Then we do shout out. So students or teachers, if you want to give a shout out to anyone, another student, another teacher. Um, so it, we have different segments. And so what, when they record it, what I do is um, I record an introduction for each one uh, to make it look like a live broadcast. You know, so um, instead of, because you know Flipgrid, sometimes mm -hmm. some, some video, uh, you know, once a video finishes, another video pops up. So I try to make that seamless mm -hmm. by doing introductions, so make it look like it's a whole broadcast. So, um, yeah, and it, it gets better and better, because what I do is, um, like I tell the kids, I do different backgrounds, as I'm using now, a, a Palm Springs background, <laughs> hoping that, you know, we get to spring soon. Um, but, Considering um, we're going to have, like, very cold temperatures. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but... Um, but yeah, so I so I use different backgrounds. I also have different, but I say costume changes where I change my clothes to make it funny for them. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, we it's corny, but the kids absolutely love, it. and so do the parents, you know, um, and the teachers. So it's something they all look for um, every every week. Awesome. So that's just the morning announcements, which probably takes up quite a bit of time. When sure. you're working, are you? with students, are you generally doing your own class or are you bouncing into other teachers' classes to work with them? Like, how's a tech teacher schedule look these days? Well, I think it depends on the school that you're in uh, based on the needs of the school. But for me, I'm still teaching my full schedule. Um, I see I have my own classes. Um, um, so I have, uh, you know, K through uh, fifth. Uh, at different times throughout the day and week. So, which I love uh, because um, even though I do have a lot of, uh, of tech work that I do on the side and all that, and my principal has been great at giving me time to get that done, um, I really love the teaching, um, you know, and being there and having my own classroom and having that connection. Uh, with not just the students, but the parents and the homeroom teachers, you know, it's all collaborative effort. So, um, so yeah, so I'm still teaching, um, and um, you know, and then uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, those are my office hours where I, I go into the school, I uh, I work, I you know, I I, I fix broken computers, I reimage, I send things back, um, I call parents, you know, uh, so uh, so yeah, it's a busy week, uh, definitely, but mm -hmm. I love it, you know, I love it. So when you're working with students during your class time, like. They're clearly they're not in front of you, so you're having to do it already over the computer. So, what kind of modifications have you had to make to the curriculum that you've been delivering? Well, um, I haven't made too many modifications, but I have changed the way I instruct. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, generally, as you know, because you're a teacher as well, you know, you don't really change your necessarily um, your 
your teaching style, but you have to find different ways to be able to reach the community where, you know, when you're in the classroom, I could walk around, I could see their faces, mm-hmm. I could help them. Uh, virtually is a lot more difficult. So there are certain things that I've done to help uh, mitigate that. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that, I, that I've done is I've taught all the grades how to share their screen on Zoom and allow me to take control of their computer. This has been great, especially with the smaller kids, because when they have a question, uh, when they have an issue, um, uh, a lot of times they um, are not able to communicate it effectively. So I'm, we're not, and I'm not there. So with this, what I can do is I could literally take control of their computer mouse and walk them through everything. And the good thing about that is that it's a great feature that not too many people know about, but uh, the good thing about that is also that as I'm doing that, another student that might have a question um, or might have the same issue could kind of walk with us in the same, you know, so they can learn that way. So that's been a great feature that I use. Uh, The other thing that I use is I've I've established great relationships with I've always had a great relationship with the, with the family, but um, it's even closer now. Uh, and the reason for that is, um, you know, if a student's not in class, if a student's having a problem, I immediately contact the parent. Uh, many of them have my cell phone, my private mobile number. So we collaborate um, in a way that um, I really haven't seen since I've been an educator, which is absolutely wonderful. Uh, parents, you know, are always involved, but because of the, the restrictions and COVID and working from home, I find that this has really allowed their community to get closer. That's awesome, especially being able to collaborate more. I know that all, I always heard a lament when I was in school of like, why can't we have parents more often? And I know for my school, two thirds of the students had to drive halfway across the city to get to the school. Yeah. Um, so for parents, that was also a difficulty of like getting out there. So being able to collaborate more with parents probably has been really great. It's been wonderful. And I was just telling another teacher how I just feel that, um, you know, I really feel like part of the community, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I had a parent call me yesterday, uh, text me at 6 uh, p.m. yesterday that their their child has made up the work. Um, and I was thrilled. I'm like, oh my God, that's wonderful. Thank you for letting me know. So, um, you know, it's that kind of communication that I feel is, is integral and really, it's always important, but most especially now because parents are also struggling because a lot of them have jobs. They can't go to work, especially if they have young children, you know, so it's a struggle all around. Um, And I think that keeping those lines of communications open or giving parents other options um, for me has been um, instrumental during this time, you know? Yes, definitely. So I know back in April, May, June, like we learned a lot, we made mistakes, we changed the ways that we were doing things. What have been some of the successes that you've had for this particular school year, starting in September when we started? What are some of like those big wow moments for you? Uh, Wow moments in the sense of my teaching or just in general? Both. Oh, okay. Um, Well, my first wow moment was how, uh, and I mean this sincerely, is how how the whole school community, my school and the district, but particularly my school all came together to develop a plan. That for me was key to having a successful school year. The district um, offered us some time to get everything together, but the principal and the teachers really made this their priority. 
So we had a very robust plan coming into the school year of what we were going to do, what we we're going to try. So for me, that was the most um, successful um, and positive thing that I, I know that's coming right into the school year. Um, so I thought, I thought that was great. And, you know, I, I can't say this enough. We have a fabulous group of teachers um, and they all work together. They all, they all care about the community and the students. Um, and, um, you know, it's a pleasure to work with them every single day. Awesome. So what about something with your students now? I think the... I think that, as I mentioned uh, earlier, I think the getting the broadcast up and running, which took, mm-hmm. you know, it took a, a couple of weeks um, uh, b- during the beginning of the school year. Um, I think that's been the most amazing positive experience for me. Seeing kids who have a hard time talking or feeling shy uh, really shine when they do this broadcast almost brings tears to my eyes because I could see the, the progress. You know, and I could see the effort too. So that for me, it's corny, but for me, that's been the most positive thing is to see that that growth and change. And I'm lucky because I have the same students for the most part, uh, away from K and all the way uh, to fifth. And this coming year would be the first year where I had kids in kindergarten who are in fifth grade and are leaving and I'm coming kind of... Um, you know, uh, sentimental about that. Cause I'm like, oh my God, I remember you as little kids and now you're in fifth grade going on to middle school. So um, um, yeah, so for me, that's also a, a, a big positive. Wait till that happens and they're graduating high school. So <laughs> I know that when I took on this job, um, my boss, I actually had his daughter when I was teaching fifth grade. Oh wow! And so like she graduated a couple of years ago now and it was just like, yeah. I've been teaching long enough that a fifth grader has graduated and it was, and I had taught prior to that too, at that point from when I had that. So then it was all in my head. It's like, Oh, wow. I've, I've got, I've helped someone make it all the way through high school. So it's pretty powerful. So even like you are blessed in that you get to see the progression from kindergarten all the way up to fifth grade, which a lot of development happens during that time. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, not to toot our own horns as educators, but, you know, we really make a big impact on the lives of the students we come in contact with. Um, You know, and uh, I know that for me, I could still name five teachers that I had who were major influences in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, teachers that I just, in fact, I have a teacher that I had uh, since I was eight years old that I'm still in contact with, that I still talk to, um, and who still sends me birthday cards. Wow. <laughs> you know, yeah, we've been friends all those years. So, um, you know, it, it, it's an important job and we take it very seriously, you know, um, the impact that we have. And that's why building self-esteem and building trust is so important, I believe, you know, because we do make a big impact, even if we don't realize it, we really do. Yeah. We definitely do. So which leads me to my last question for today. And it actually kind of goes along with what you're talking about with teachers having impacts. As teachers, we put so much time and effort into our days. Our days are not when the school day, it's beyond the school day, it's the weekends. Um, So we end up spending a lot of time working. What are some things that as a teacher you're doing to take care of yourself outside of work? 
because we know that that is important. That helps us not burn out and it helps us keep perspective of what we're doing in the classroom. Uh, well, thank you for the question. Um, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. We definitely have a lot on our plates and our job um, is 24 seven, really, right? You know, um, you know, we never stop being teachers. I'm, I'm at the grocery store. Um, I see a lot of my students and I don't stop being a teacher just because I'm at the grocery store. So um, absolutely. So what I do is been uh, weightlifting uh, for uh, uh, several years. Um, so for me, that's a positive addiction. I love going to the gym. Um, lifting weights um, and doing cardio. Um, I was planning on having a, well, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but I was planning on joining my first amateur competition in August. So I've been kind of training for that. <laughs> so that's been kind of something that I always carve out at least an hour a day for my exercise. Sometimes that entails me getting up at 5 a.m. <laughs> uh, sometimes that entails me staying up a little later, but I always, uh, I always carve out an hour. That was something that I learned early on in my career um, that we needed to carve out some, uh, some time for us just to do something that we enjoy. Um, so that's something that I do. And I just started meditating. Um, I have a friend who uh, learned meditation um, from a, believe it or not, type it, a monk. So, um, and he spent six months there. So he's been trying to teach me. Um, and I find it interesting. <laughs> um, it's challenging because as you know, and you know, especially being a New Yorker, like it's really hard to let go of distractions, right? Like just like not think. So it's something that's definitely challenging me, but I do enjoy it because I feel calmer um, when I attempt to do it, because I'm not perfect at it yet, but and I don't think I ever will be. So those are two things that I do. I meditate and I um, go to the gym. Awesome. Well, thank you, Arturo, for your time today. Um, I know that we're on, what, Thursday? So it's a busy day. All, always a busy day, I guess. So thank you for carving out a little bit of time to talk with me about this great stuff that you're doing at Sammy Bowles. Oh, no, but thank you. Thank you. And I want to thank you and your office, uh, Denise, and the whole team. You guys have been instrumental in helping us transition from, um, you know, regular classroom uh, into a virtual. So I appreciate all your support as well. Well, thank you for that. And we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. So there you guys go. Hopefully you are inspired by some of the things that Arturo is doing in the classroom. He has got great energy, as you could tell from the interview, and he's got a way with his students where it's just so exciting to see. If you've ever been curious about do what morning messages could look like and if you wanna take it to the next level, he is definitely one of the guys to talk to as, this, in my opinion, he seems like he's mastered it. So we're super excited to point that out and um, share all the great things that he's doing in the classroom with his students. And hopefully you do take some of his advice and do a little exercise for yourself. I know, personally, I always feel better if I get up and go for a walk that's longer than to the fridge or the restroom in the house here. I just wanna thank you again for listening. If you liked this episode, um, or any other episodes that you've listened to, please go out to your favorite place to listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review. Make sure that you've subscribed to the podcast. That's one of the ways that it moves up so more people can find it. And while we do this for the Springfield Public School District, we love being able to share all the amazing things that you're doing 
And there are hundreds and thousands of teachers out there who may be just looking for a little bit of inspiration and we can also bring that to them. So of course, when you subscribe, rate, and leave a review, that's how it moves up the charts so people can find it. It's much appreciated on our part too. I'm Mike Thomas, the Bearded Tech Ed Guy, and thanks for listening. This episode is written, produced, directed, all by Mike Thomas from DLA. Music is provided by Risen. You can find them out on SoundCloud. Check our show notes for more information. 